Okay, now we're recording. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Film Optics Podcast, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network, where we discuss film, TV, and everything pop culture-related. I am your host, Christian, and I'm joined by my co-host and my friend, Devin. Today, we're going to be getting into a lot of news topics today and ending and topping everything off with our WandaVision. <laughs> I can't do this. But anyway, we're going to top it off with our WandaVision um, season or episode four, um, which is, I think it's called uh, We uh, We Interrupt This Program. So, yeah, um, I'm going to play this one more time, <laughs> but not on the actual live stream. This is just going to be for the podcast. <laughs> so let's get into it. All right. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> wow. I was like, wait, we started live streaming and I forgot to hit the record on the audio. I was like, that button doesn't look red and it doesn't look like it's recording. So uh, apologies for the weird -er intro. But yes, this is the Film Optics Podcast where we discuss film, TV, and everything pop culture related. Um, you can listen to our uh, podcast on platforms around the internet and make sure to follow us on instagram twitter at film optics that is optics with an x <laughs> i'm just so like it's it, that did it. i did it but like it it really proves how crazy this week has been like i was just ready to get into it i'm like hold on we need to get like the actual good audio for the audio version of our our podcast not just the um the janky version that uh Streamyard pumps out <laughs> so yeah we're gonna be talking about a lot today uh we have around eight news stories before we jump into our wandavision uh, episode four review i keep wanting to say season four i wish there were four seasons of the show but who knows? yeah who knows i mean we have to wait and see i guess but Devin, how are you doing today doing good nice clean shaven yeah. In a while. Ooh, there you go. I like that. I like that had a lot. A, uh, had a root canal yesterday. So Did you? Ooh, how was that? It wasn't too bad. Yeah. It was. It was been. It's been causing me some issues for the past few months. So mm. it feels better now. That's good. I'm. I'm. I'm glad to hear it, man. I got. I got the short haircut again. I'm. I'm feeling nice. My head's super cold. It's. It's a great time to be alive. <laughs> I'm just really glad that I caught. <laughs> that recording i'm sorry i keep going back to it i'm like i would never forgive myself I'm like this thing is literally staring me in the face and there's a record button and i was like i should probably hit that i was like wait stop all production we got to do this again but yes um today we have about eight news stories as i said before uh let's just dive straight in to the uh news stories here so uh first up i guess i'll just Actually, no. You take this first one because I, I, I want to take the second one. I'm very excited about the second one. So we go got some it. Black Widow news. It's been a while. Ooh, Black Widow 2021 is confirmed to stay exclusive to theaters and has also been clocked in with a runtime of two hours and 13 minutes. Mm. Solid, solid runtime. I'm not... Okay, the, the runtime is solid. It's, what, about 13, 16 minutes shorter 
than um what was it wonder woman so there's always that but uh the the exclusive the theater part i'm not feeling we gotta it. save the theaters i'm bro. not feeling it i'm not feeling it right them. now i'm not all these... on reddit to save all these theaters <laughs> you want to know the model model the game stop is power of the players <laughs> that was literally insane <laughs> Like, uh, but yeah, for, for this, I, I mean, of course I wanted to come to theaters, but I, I love to give people the option because we might be okay with going to the theater every once in a while. Like if, if I can go to the theater to see it, I will see it in the theater, but there's a lot of people, a lot of families out there who have, you know, multiple children and whatnot, and they can't go to the theater in order to enjoy these kind of experiences. So I like to give them an option as well. I mean, I commend Disney for doing this, but, and it, Devin and I talked about this early in the week, um, it, it's just inconsistent. Uh, this is mainly for the listeners out there, but it is more inconsistent because of the whole, oh, let's put Ryan the Last Dragon, you know, on the Disney Plus uh, premiere access and in theaters, but not for Black Widow. And Devin had said, you know, well, it's a bigger budget. And I get that. But this is very inconsistent how, like, you're going one way about one movie and one way about another. Because there's no way in hell that Black Widow is making a billion dollars in the theater. But I just don't well, know. Well, here's, here's my train of thought. It's inevitable at this point that going forward in the future streaming alongside a theater release is going to be the norm it's going to be what we're used to what we're going to have as an option mm -hmm. i just feel like to do that this year like right after or in the middle of this pandemic that would just tank theaters so much farther than they already have been tanked mm -hmm. so i feel like the timing is just so bad for that to happen like i feel like theaters should have should have some time to get back on their feet. And if they aren't getting exclusive rights to these movies, big movies, then they might just keep sinking and who knows what could happen at that point. Adapt and survive, my friends. The world's got, changing. We gotta, no, we gotta save these theaters, man. <laughs> the world's changing. <laughs> I love that line. But yeah, I, I, I do see where you're coming from and just I don't know, man. Everyone's calling HBO Max for you know the super craziness that's going on. I'm like they're kind of making a little bit of sense right now. Just saying. But I understand both sides of the coin. I just lean a little bit more to one side over the other. Because, of course, I wouldn't want theaters to completely disappear. But I, I don't think theaters would completely disappear. Because, I mean, going to the theaters back in the day, like way, way back in the day, used to be like an actual event that we... Uh, you know, we go to people would dress up and go to the theater. Now it's, you know, any clown can just walk in. But I just I just don't know, like outside of blockbusters, how much revenue do theaters like generate? That's the thing, and this is all unprecedented. No one knows how how the day in, day out theater streaming release is gonna work. And yeah, if it if it really hurts the theaters more, then who knows if they can survive it. Yeah, I just, uh, I mean, th there's no, like, there's, because so, it's like, when we saw Wonder Woman in, in, at home, I was actually kind of happy about that, 
We got because <laughs> it wasn't that, that great. Bullet dodge. Yeah, for sure. But it it is what it is. But let, let's let, let's move on here to our next news story. We have Harry Potter live action TV series and early development at HBO Max. Very very excited for this. How one. did it take this long for a Harry Potter TV series? Seriously though, this comes from the Hollywood Reporter, by the way, for um, all you listeners out there. But yeah, I'm I'm actually I'm excited about this. Like. Whatever your feelings are about J.K. Rowling, honestly, just put them to the side because it doesn't even matter. I can enjoy a piece of content without, you know, necessarily agreeing with whoever said what. Honestly, to me, life's too short to be even thinking about half of that stuff Um, as of, you know, what she said, because it's like we're getting the Harry Potter TV series. I'm, I'm very, very excited for this. Like, just... Overall, this is this is great stuff. I mean, this I think it's going. I mean, there's been a lot of talk, like you know, like the movies are great. You know, they will always be a part of my life. But I feel like there is room for improvement. I mean, you know, the, the first uh, go around was was great, and honestly, it was only a matter of time. I mean, Lord of the Rings is also making a um, TV series. It's not based off of the actual uh three books but it is based off of the rise of sauron and what have you and it's like i I think it's about time i think daniel ratcliffe even said in an interview a while back that there probably will be another remake and it's kind of inevitable (laughs) um but you know this is warner brothers actually they see what disney's doing with their properties their star wars properties expanding the universe they see what they're doing with um, you know, Marvel and whatnot. And it's like, you know, hey, like we have we have Game of Thrones, a crap ton of Game of Thrones content coming out. We have Harry Potter, we have Lord of the Rings. We're we're gonna be doing all this great stuff. You know, let's let's expand the universes in our own IPs and you know, keep these franchises alive. What what, what are your thoughts? They, they can also take some notes from, from Disney as far as Star Wars goes because they don't have to make everything so super connected yeah like they tried to with the movies I, to a fault <laughs> they could they could expand and make it more of a new story right make, make, make some better dc content maybe no i'm just kidding just 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 the movies the tv shows are good for the most part the ones that i've seen um but yeah i i, I do agree with you Devin. it's it's there's nothing wrong with taking the page out of you know your competitors book i mean we see it all the time with xbox nintendo and playstation you know they're they're always you know, at each um, at each other's, you know, not throat, but they're, they're they're always in each other's like blueprints, like when it comes to a lot of things. But I th- I think this is a really good idea. I'm very very excited for this, like overall. So I'm um, I'm gonna give it a nice little applause. There we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Congratulations, HBO or Warner Brothers. You've been uh you, you've been on the right track as of lately. I'm not gonna lie. You, you guys have been doing some really good stuff. Static Shock's coming to uh, HBO <clears throat> Max, I think, uh, midway through fi- uh, February 15th. There's a bunch of old-school cartoons on there now. Like, let's let's get this stuff out there, you know? It's, it's good stuff. So, you want to take this our uh, third story of the week. We got some uh, Tomb Raider news here. Ooh. Classic Laura Croft. Netflix has announced a Tomb Raider anime series as as long as well as a kong skull island anime series that's maybe not kong but skull island yeah uh yeah i mean 
Is it really Skull Island without Kong, or at least the... There were a lot of monsters on that island, who knows? That is very true. Definitely got to rewatch those movies again, getting ready for the uh, the new Godzilla versus Kong. And there's also some separate Tomb Raider news. We have found out that the sequel to the average forgettable Tomb Raider movie that last came out <laughs> is now being written and directed by Lovecraft Country's own Nisha Green. Yeah. So that's, so that's some nice flair to throw in there. Yeah, written and directed. I'm very she, excited. A couple of those Lovecraft episodes are very Tomb Raider-y, so. Yeah, yeah. It's a good fit. It's, I'm, I'm just waiting for that for that show to drop on Blu-ray so I can buy it, to be completely honest. I loved it. I was like, absolutely, yes. Like, first episode just had you there's only like one week or one not week but one lesser the, the the information episode where everything has to be explained i think it's uh episode two but yeah i'm just waiting for that to drop uh but yeah congratulations that's, yeah that's that's the juice the tomb raider movie series needed to <laughs> get it going honestly dude i'm i'm very very excited from this and of course this uh this uh wow this story comes from deadline for any of uh, all you audio uh, listeners out there. So, you know, we're, we're very excited for this. It's you know, Netflix. Netflix has a lot of things in the works. You know, they, they, they are always and have probably will always be the king of new original ideas. I think there's an Assassin's Creed show coming. You know, we get, we're getting season two of The Witcher. You know, we have Oscar Island. We have the Resident Evil series, I think it is. That's coming out like they're they're really diving into the pop culture and i think when it comes to video game related stories um as we're seeing with the last of us on hbo um it's going to be very it's it's probably it's probably the best way to tell these stories because video game movies just really really suck i mean personally i don't think a lot of these stories should be told in that fashion but hey money talks so it's like it is what it is. I don't know. So I guess we'll just have to uh, hold wait and not see. So speaking of uh, Skull Island animated shows, yes. we get Godzilla versus Kong. But before we get into that, Devin, are you Team Kong or are you Team Godzilla? Because I've, I've been meaning to ask you this for a while, but. I'm Team Martha because <laughs> they're obviously just going to team up and defeat a bigger badder guy yeah <laughs> probably and I'm, no, no, no point picking a side when they're just gonna oh i'm picking the size it's con all and day based on that trailer <laughs> looks like it might be mecha godzilla it did out. it really did like when uh leo from geekly goods shout out to him uh he uh pointed it out i was like oh my god i didn't even realize that and then i watched um uh weekly planets video uh the trailer yeah, breakdown there's too and I was like, "Ooh, that's uh, it's, it's, that's some pretty interesting stuff going on there." So I'm very, very excited. But it does, the trailer makes it look like Kong's coming through with that with that <laughs> oh, hammer. Oh my god! Made out of Godzilla's backplate. Like, po- possibly everyone's like, "Oh, it's Godzilla!" You know, he, he's he's a radiate a radioactive lizard dinosaur. He's got atomic breath. I'm like, I mean. This is King Kong. And, and we're it, was, about. it was a pretty generous growth spurt for Kong, I'll have to say. He's yeah. definitely grown over these past few years. Decades. Yeah, because he wasn't as big in uh, Skull Island. So that was kind of, yeah. I mean, hey, it is what it is. I'm, I'm more excited for it. Uh, full disclaimer we, we may or may not be risking our lives to see this in theaters, but we're, we're, we're going to try. I mean, honestly, if nobody's there, you know, I'm going to suit up. I'm going to be super, uh, you know, careful. 
Um, I mean, th- this is just, whether if it's good or bad, this is a movie you have to see on the big screen. Like, exactly. I don't even care if I'm the only person in that theater. I will just sit there, enjoy it. Cause I mean, I could watch it at home and maybe I will, maybe I won't, depending on if my friends want to watch it, if they haven't seen it yet. It's like, yeah, you know, we can get around, but like first experience has to be in the theater. Like that is your first experience of any movie. That's just something you cannot take back. There's so many times where I've watched that I can just, you know, erase watching either like Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter of Game of Thrones from my mind just so I can experience it all over again. So yeah, we got some. Uh, so March March thirty first. Yeah, yeah, I got pushed back to March thirty first. Godzilla versus Kong back Is on it, track. I think it's. I think I saw it's still keeping the March twenty sixth theater release date. Yeah, maybe? yeah, I think uh, theater release date is still the twenty sixth, and then so the if, HBO. So if we risk our lives, we can get some early content out. <laughs> hey, we did it before with Tenet. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it again. We'll do it again. It's it's all gonna be there. We're we're we're, we're gonna be just fine. Maybe yeah. we'll have we'll be vaccinated by then. Early, <laughs> risking our lives for early content for the pod. <laughs> hey, I mean, we, we might get it earlier than that. We really don't know, so we just gotta wait and see. But yeah, so uh, also, so th- this was the rumor that Godzilla versus Kong was moving because of uh, Zack Snyder's uh, his cut of Justice League, which we actually found today is going to be releasing on March 18th, which is a Thursday. Very weird, but hey, I mean, I guess that's kind of cool because um, everyone I, thought I don't want to watch it on a Thursday night. I know. It's like, can you just put it on. That's gonna be a whole weekend. Slog. This is too much, bro. Hey, if it was episodic, I'm just saying we can watch two and two. Like, hey, you know, Thursday night you can watch like an episode or like the first two and then finishing off on Friday. But no, you know, we, we, we gotta he's he's gotta make it this four hour long adventure. Well, the only four hour long movie of anything I'm watching is if there's a bunch of build up backstory for a franchise, which you can kind of argue between BVS and Man of Steel, but not really. It's just not there. Like, like even if Avengers Endgame is four hours, is it a long time? Absolutely. But there's like there was like 25, 23 to 25 movies building up to that point, the end of an entire saga. So that makes earned. sense. It was earned. If it's Lord of the Rings, you bet your ass I'm sitting there for Lord of the Rings. But like I've said before, um, extended editions. It has a split up into two discs. I can watch two hours of it, come back. You know, they, they pace it to where it's like, okay, we're going to end here. We're going to start back up here. It says, oh, to, to continue the story, please turn over the disc too. So, <coughs> excuse me, there's that. So, whew, on a Thursday night though, like really? We better pray we get some screeners. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, give, us, give us some time. Please, please, please do. But yes, so Kong, to reiterate, the the theatrical release is still coming out on the 26th. I'll be going to HBO Max on the 31st for 30 days only. That's the only catch with these HBO Max dual releases for theaters. They're only on HBO Max for 30 days, um, for, for the first 30 days, and then they're exclusively in theaters, which is another good point. But, um... <clears throat> And also, uh, Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League will be launching on March 18th, which is a uh, Thursday. So, like, 48 more days 
uh, for that all that goodness. But Devin, let me let me let me get into this this next one really quick. This is all you. We got some Game of Thrones animated series in development at HBO Max. Oh, there's just there's just so much. I'm glad that they are expanding the universe because this within the books, even though the series isn't technically finished, there's just so much. Like lore, you can go into. There were so many side plots within the uh, within the books, and it's just you, you, there's so many prequels that you can make, and it's like I feel like they really can build around the season or the eight seasons that we got, and honestly, in in a way that maybe Star like Star Wars is a bit you know inconsistent, but that happens with every single big franchise. But it's like. I think this is a great idea. And it's an animated series. Like, I want full hand-drawn animation. I don't want any of that CGI crap. I mean, CGI is not bad, but for Game of Thrones, it's got to be animated. Like, ja- like Japanese animated style, I'm telling you. It's going to be fucking awesome. Like, that's what I'm hoping for. And I, but there's, like, a few little animated things um like extra bonus discs uh, through Game of Thrones that you can watch, but it's more still image am- animation. But obviously, um, v- Variety kind of reported on this um, that the series is actually uh, based on George R. R. Martin's uh, Tales of Duncan Egg, uh, which is a really great book. Uh, the series um, kind of goes through the adventures of Sir Duncan, um, the tall Dunk, and uh, young Aegon the Fifth, uh, Aegon Targaryen. Uh, 90 years prior to the events of the Song of Ice and Fire, which was, uh, which we know as Game of Thrones. So it's in the, we also have the House of the Dragon coming out in 2022. So that's going to be really awesome. I'm just, uh, I'm, I, I feel like Beth Harmon <laughs> from um, uh, Queen's Gambit when she's like a little kid and she's like addicted to those pills. She literally takes this big bucket of green pills and just, just literally takes a chunk into them and ODs all over the place. It's crazy. But that's the only thing I'm giving away for that, in case you haven't watched it already, Devin. I have not. It's all right. It's, 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 it's amazing. I mean, the way that I'm describing it, it pales no comparison. But all right. Uh, let's get into our uh, sixth news story here. Devin, you want to do the honors? I know you love HBO Max as much as I do. So We got some Max news. Ooh. HBO Max has reached 37.7 million subscribers, including 17.2 million that are activated. I believe that means Does that, that transferred over from HBO to HBO Go? Max. Yeah, I think so. This comes from Hollywood Reporter. Um, it is. It's kind of weird when you're talking about their numbers because so it says the release of one. Confusing. Yeah. Um, it says the release of Wonder Woman 1984 helped drive the domestic HBO Max and HBO subscribers more than 41 million. Um, okay, let's see here. Okay, so HBO Max has has now reached 37.7 million total subscribers. That compares to the 28.7 million subscribers, including the 8.6 million Jesus Christ, this is so weird. A lot of numbers. This is, it is a lot of numbers. So combined with HBO and HBO Max, uh, they had 41.5 million U.S. subscribers at the end of 2020 compared to the end of September, 
which is around 38 million. This is a lot of numbers, but I do know that obviously HBO does not have the numbers that the subscription numbers that Disney or Netflix has. Disney has a crap ton of back catalog that people know and love. And of course they have Marvel, they have Star Wars, they have all all of their, their old um, legacy titles as well. And it's, it's really hard to compare to compete with Disney when they literally out of the gate just had pretty much everything available. Um, HBO has take HBO Max has taken a bit of time to get there. Um, it is still one of my favorite streaming services. It's because between Netflix and HBO Max, I mean, on, if there's nothing big on Disney Plus, I really want to watch. I just don't go there, just because there isn't that mature content. But that might be changing soon. But this is kind of um, it's it's weird talking about their numbers. But people need to keep in mind. That, yes, their numbers are more on the low side, but they also have to keep in mind that HBO Max is only is not released internationally at all. And they just added support on towards Fire Stick and Roku TVs, things of that nature. So, I mean, they're getting up there, but the service is definitely worth checking out, especially with their uh, business model that they're doing for this year. Uh, with the whole dual release for the theaters. Because it sounds like they have a plan. I mean, they've definitely had to shell out a little bit money. Could have been handled a little bit better. But I don't know. What what, what do you think about this, Devin? Uh, You're the numbers guy, so. <laughs> I don't know. They're making their way up. Yeah. The, the big guys are still on top, but. Yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll be really interesting to see. I'm just, uh, it's it's cool to see uh, subscription numbers, but at the end of the day, I really don't care too much about them. Like, it's really cool to see them hitting miles, milestones, but I kind of just enjoy the content for what's on there, um, you know, and if, if you really do enjoy some kind of content, I really do implore people to start buying physical media. If there's a show that you really adore, a.k.a. The Office that was on Netflix for freaking ages, you can buy it for like the entire season for a hundred bucks. Think about all the money that you spent each month paying for Netflix just to rewatch the office like three, four times a year. You can pay a hundred bucks and you watch it whenever you want. It doesn't even have to leave your shelf unless you want it to. So there's always that. <laughs> just had to plug that in there. But you, you actually want to take this next one too? Because I know you're more oh, it's been been a crazy couple of days like on, EA. on the stock market. <laughs> you're the Wall Street guy. You're the numbers guy. I'm, I'm just going to let you uh, take over. I have a very, very minimal knowledge of investing in the stock market. I, I dabble here and there, but it's just been crazy what's been happening these past couple of days. So we all know GameStop, our our old love and joy, <laughs> where we spent many, many hours as children getting ripped off and talking to strange employees for hours at a time. But yeah, GameStop was pumped up from people on Reddit <laughs> and it was very strange and random. But they also You got that GameStop money though, right? <laughs> I did not invest in GameStop and I do not plan on doing it. I wish I, I, consider, would. I actually considered AMC because as you guys know, they moved on. They didn't move on from GameStop, but they they added AMC as one of their targets for a stock that was on going on the way out. Um, it was really low, and they pumped it up. And now AMC is back to back to a pre-pandemic high on Wall Street, which just is so insane to think about. 
Yeah. Because they have not done anything this year or <laughs> last year. Literally nothing whatsoever, man. It's like, holy crap. I just, but, I just, but can't. there's definitely some positives that could come out of this. Like AMC, they could be taking advantage of this newfound swing in, in stock price. They could take advantage of it and hopefully, um, I think they already have um, gotten some investors in to help them survive long term. So mm-hmm. they're not, not bankrupt anymore yeah because it, it was really interesting to see where um amc was gonna go with all this like to be completely honest i was like amc is, is our <laughs> is the one we love the most we gotta get that we we that have the to... <laughs> premiere what was it called the the a- amc A-list. uh a-list we, we have to give it on that train if they still offer it i i don't even care if it's offer it what's up it was too good of a deal. They probably can't afford to offer it. Maybe I honestly, dude, if, if, if they give me more of an incentive to do that and it's safe to go back to the theaters, that was like a godsend. It was so nice, like way better than any other movie pass I've ever used. Like best 20 bucks I've ever spent every single month. It was, Oh my gosh. I'm praying it comes back in some type of form because that was, that was, that was great. But like like you said, it may it may not even be offered right now. But we can dream. So <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. But hey, it is what it is. Dreams or maybe nightmares. We got some casting news here. You can take this one too. I don't give a fuck about this. The Borderlands movie has officially cast Kevin Hart as Roland. Ooh, and people are not happy because he is a short king. <laughs> and Roland is not. It's just a strange casting. It doesn't really make too much sense. It is very, very Kevin strange. Kevin Hart playing the, the uptight soldier type character. Just you just can't see it. I just yeah, because um, it's I mean it's Kevin Hart. We all know him. We all love him. It's just I can't take him. I can't take him in a serious role. This this is Adam Sandler all over again. I can't take that man in a serious role. I just can't. I haven't cared about Adam Sandler since I was like. 15 years old but like even seeing him in uncut gems like there there's parts i liked about it but it's, uh, overall i just didn't really care for it it's like i just i don't know but i mean borderlands is you know we've played mo- all the borderlands games throughout the years it it does have that funny quirky feel feel to it so maybe maybe it's the right choice i mean it, is this live action yeah oh boy all right. <laughs> the question that I have is if they're casting Kevin Hart as Roland, who are they going to cast as Salvador? Or Lilith. Who, who is shorter than Roland. It's going to have to be Peter Dinklage or something. Yeah. Yeah. Might have to. I, or I'm Danny just... DeVito. Ooh. Ooh. That could be interesting. It, if, if they make it interesting, that'd be cool. So this is, so this they, is a they film. They already cast uh, Lilith. Uh, um, oh, yeah. So, do you think this is going straight to streaming, or do you think this is going to hit the uh, silver screen? Who even knows when it's coming out? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, uh, th- there's been so many movies out there that have, uh, you know, we've heard a lot of talks about, but it's like, even going through the news this week, I was trying to figure out, you know, some big news stories, and it's like, we there are some there, you know, I feel like we've covered the, the bigger ones, but um, there isn't just like... It's small little things like, you know, Static Shock will release February 15th at HBO Max or, uh, you know, the, the whole Army Hammer thing or uh, Jay Alicro, whatever his name is, will be cast as Tim Drake 
in Titan season three, which I'm still looking for a reason. Somebody out there, please convince me that there is a reason for me to sit down and watch Titans. Cause I do want to watch it, but I'm not sure if what, if watching the first two episodes, it's going to be worth watching for season three. I really don't know. I'd rather just spend my time watching daredevil. Like I've been doing, but hey, it is what it is. But um, our last news story here, just a really quick reminder for actually a little bit of a, a gaming news here. Um, if you have a PlayStation 4 or even lucky enough to have a PlayStation 5, uh, your PlayStation Plus games for February have been revealed. This comes from the PlayStation blog. So, um, oh my gosh, just go to it. Thank you, Google. We have Destruction All-Stars, which is exclusive to PlayStation Plus users on PlayStation 5. And we also have Control Ultimate Edition coming to PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. And we also have the Concrete Genie, which I've actually heard is a very underrated game um, coming uh, for PlayStation 4. Of course, if you only have a PS4, you'll only be able to reap the benefits of playing Concrete, Concrete Genie and Control Ultimate Edition, but you can still claim Destruction All-Stars. You d- just won't be able to play it until you pick up a PlayStation 5. So Devin has a PS4. He can enjoy Concrete Genie and Control Ultimate Edition on his PS4. He can still claim uh, Destruction All-Stars for a PlayStation 5 if he decides to upgrade. It'll be there waiting for him in his library. For me, I get to enjoy all of them, but... I'm kind of glad the whole Destruction All-Stars thing was weird because, like, originally that was a game that was, like, oh, my God, it's, like, super dark in my room. Ah, sorry about that. It was um, <laughs> it was supposed to be 70 bucks for the game itself. And I was like, mm, that's a really nice. steep price. But, see, like, PlayStation's doing that with all their new uh, exclusives. Hold on one second. Turn on the light. All right, that's better. <laughs> so PlayStation's been doing that of all their new uh, exclusives for PlayStation 5. I think Returnal is also $70. It's like a rogue-like game, but I'm like, mm, not sure, so sure about that one. Not for not for 70 bucks. I'm sorry. I can't I can't do it. <laughs> I, I cannot pull the trigger on that. But yes, uh, those are gonna be your games for PlayStation Plus uh, starting on February. Oof. I can't find it. February 2nd is when they come. Yeah, February Feb, February 2nd. So congratulations. Uh, PlayStation wins this this month, I feel like. But honestly, I feel like Game Pass just wins overall. But, I mean, it's pretty cool that um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm interested to see this uh, Destruction All-Stars for sure. Um, not too crazy about Concrete Genie, but I might give it a try. But anyway, Devin, are you ready for all of our listeners out there, of course, people watching on YouTube, we're about to get into our WandaVision Season 1, Episode 4, titled We Interrupt This Program Review for You All. So, Devin, I'll just get right into it. WandaVision. Yeah, it's time for a WandaVision review. The reason why you're all here, because... Yeah, that's pretty much the reason why everybody's here, I'm, I'm assuming. But, Devin, 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 another fantastic, amazing, 
jaw-dropping, unexpected, unexpected, bone-chilling episode. I wanted to get your initial thoughts before we dive into spoilers for those who are listening at home because it did release today as of of this recording on Friday, uh, January 29th. But I wanted to get your initial thoughts really quick. They, they, um, they switched it up on us. Everyone was expecting the same formula. We were expecting the 80s decade episode this week. Um, it's not what we got. We got a bit of a, they peeled back the curtain a little bit for us. We got to see what's really going on in the, in the real world out there. Yeah. And we got some, we got some nice returning characters to, to, to brighten things up. I knew that was Jimmy Woo, by the way. I knew yeah. that was Jimmy Woo and that, oh, that I knew it was him. What's up? That voice of his. <laughs> I just, at first I'm like, it, it kind of sounded like Captain America. I'm like, no, it's not him. I'm like, it's probably Jimmy Woo. And it, it was just off a hunch. I'm like, yep, it was Jimmy Woo. But yeah, um, I totally agree uh, with, with this new episode of WandaVision. They really do give you the other side of the coin. Uh, when it comes to these uh, last three episodes, of course, we've been going through the 50s, uh, the 60s, and the 70s, and then we have a we inter- interrupt this program. And I love the way how it first starts off. You know, it comes. The, the opening scene is so good. Yeah. It, it, it literally felt like I was watching like an MCU movie in my own home. It really did. Uh, that That's something. The, the quality of these Marvel TV shows are like. It's it is insane. The changing of the aspect ratios, that's always a nice little touch, but it's always a nice little things. And speaking of little things, Jimmy Woo finally learned his card trick. <laughs> that was amazing. I didn't I didn't even see it when I was watching because if you blink, you literally miss it. But yeah. He's got his little ID and he does the card trick around his ear and <laughs> he's been practicing for five years now. Yeah, yeah, he has. But the, this this episode it, it's only around thirty ish minutes or maybe thirty Two thirty-three minutes, but this one it's went by fast. Yeah, for me. Well, I I wanted to ask, what what do you think of these shorter episodes? Like, do you enjoy them? Do they want you craving more? To like, I I myself am personally enjoying them, but I wanted to get your your take about that. I'm definitely enjoying them, but obviously, I'm not opposed to longer run times. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. It's it is weird because I mean, I guess this one is a little bit on the longer side, where it's around a full thirty minutes. But it's, it's like, it just sinks you right in. Like, it's just, it gives you everything that's been happening with Wanda. You know, she's out in Westview, New Jersey. And, of course, I mean, we're going to start kind of getting into spoilers here for all you listeners out there. So, if you haven't seen it yet, um, you know, pause and come back and listen to us. So, yeah, we're just going to start getting straight into it. It, it was very, um, you know, the whole Westview, New Jersey thing, Monica Rambeau. Yeah, it starts oh, off. Monica Rambeau. Yeah, she got snapped and then blipped and didn't know what happened. Didn't know a thing. I was and like, her mom died during yeah. it. Oh, that was terrible. Because like you see, you know, the first scene is you know she's in a hospital, and you know she's going to the doctor. She's like, "Oh, where's my mother? Where's my mother?" And they're like, "You know, she, you know, she died three years ago. It was two years, you know, after you disappeared." And it's the, the idea of the blip is just so fascinating. It's one of the yeah. best parts about Far From Home, the way they explained it with the, the <laughs> student PowerPoint type thing. It was hilarious how they did it, but just seeing it from all these different angles, like how these people just kind of appeared and nobody knows what happened or how it happened or why it happened. It's just so interesting to see it from different angles. Yeah. I, she just she just appeared. Like she thought she was just taking a nap in her mom's 
hospital room, but it was three years later or whatever. Yeah, I guess that's how it happens for most people because we see the hospital in a very chaotic state, and then it kind of, you know, she goes to S.W.O.R.D., which her um, her mother ended up uh, founding the, uh, the organization, and, you know, this kind of goes all into, you know, Jimmy Woo ties in with the FBI working with S.W.O.R.D., and it's like, hey, we you know, with these missing persons reports, and when you see the, um, um, oh my gosh, the, um, the cops, they're like, oh, there's no such thing as Westview, even though there's clearly a sign right there that says Westview. And then the cops are like, where, they're like, where are you guys from? And the cops are like, Eastview. <laughs> yeah. So we, we find out that, you know, obviously as we suspected all along, this is, uh, Wanda creating this energy field of the alternate reality town yeah it's i was yeah the sitcom it's it's just very very it's so eerie and that's what i love about this show and like there's always some big elephant in the room that you don't really know about some huge looming threats and it's like it just gets you and it's i guess you can kind of call it's more of like a thriller suspense obviously wouldn't call it more horror but i would say it's more suspenseful than anything and it's you know, we we see Monica Rambeau, you know, we see where the uh, the, ha- the the helicopter comes from, the beekeeper, you know, how Monica just kind of goes into the force fields herself, and that's kind of you know, we're, oh, I'm Geraldine, and they're saying, oh, you know, well, Geraldine doesn't have a home, and it's like she kind of just appeared out of nowhere, and yeah, she literally did, so it's like ah. Uh, Man, you, get to, oh man. you get to see where what what was happening behind the scenes. Yeah. The mystery has been building up for for these first three episodes, and then boom, we're here, <laughs> we're ready. Halfway through, halfway know, through, we, yeah. we kind of know where it's going, but there's still plenty of mystery left. Yeah, I've got five episodes left, and I don't I don't <clears> know if you <throat> noticed, but um, they were they're hanging up all the pictures of the of the people in the town, mm. the, the characters you can say in the show, and they had IDs for all of them because they were. <laughs> Real, real people, people who are just in the show except <laughs> agnes yeah agnes, agnes had no id they don't or dotty dotty didn't either they, they, they didn't have her picture up i don't think oh okay okay so there's definitely some mystery out there These, so herb is they, there herb they, they might be herb was there yeah they okay herb's id they had everyone else except for agnes and dotty <laughs> so <laughs> who knows what kind of witchcraft they're up to I mean, they did say uh, Dottie, you know, is the key to this town, but... Also, also, Agnes's husband. What's he, he up to? He's weird. He's real, though. Is no, he? No, I'm not, I'm not saying... I'm sorry. I'm thinking of uh, Dottie's husband. Agnes's husband. Yeah, we have yeah. never. We have not seen Agnes's al- husband. She always mentions him. What's his name that she always says? Like Ralph. Ralph. I Ralph. Think. <laughs> oh, Ralph. It's going to be a gas. <laughs> Could it be Quicksilver? Oh. <sighs> Evan Peters. Why does this man? It's whatever. I've I've accepted at this point. But because he's already been cast, that's why everyone talks about it. Yeah, that is true. I I some some kind of role. We don't know who yet. (laughs) That is true. I'm I'm just I'm not entirely sure. It's it is gonna it's 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 it. I love you know I love theorizing about it, but sometimes I love just like you know letting it play out. And of course, we also see. The altercation between Monica Rambeau and... She yeeted her out of this 
Then he threw three walls. Three walls. Red power. Yeah. She finally shows the red. She finally snaps. Yep. And we also see, she, you know, she's like, why did you say that name? Why did you say Ultron? That and, look she gives is so creepy. Yeah. It's like, oh, Monica's like, shit, I fucked up so bad right now. And if, if those are triggered, you know, as we said before, you know, Wanda's hasn't had the easiest life, you know, pre post or pre Avengers. So it's, you know, with her brother dying and then everything happening with vision. And we actually see the, the real vision there for a, a hot second, because we also have Darcy who comes in to the episode and she was a nice burst of energy this episode. Yeah. I really like her. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing about the MCU. It's just all connected so perfectly. Like you never would have thought that you would have Jimmy Woo and Darcy Lewis come back for a WandaVision TV show because they, prior to this, had no connection to Wanda or Vision. Really, I mean, yeah, Darcy Lewis was in the Thor movies. Jimmy Woo was in the Ant Man movies. They've never come into contact with these people, but they just make sense and they fit for what the story they're telling here. Yeah, that's why it's so perfectly interconnected. And Monica uh, Rambeau, you know, we saw her when she was a kid in yeah. Captain Marvel, and you know, she we have seen that character development since then. So that's she hasn't gotten her powers yet, but she's so good at putting all the puzzle pieces together. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. Yeah, I think Task on Twitter was saying because they were talking about cosmic radiation, and some people are thinking, oh, like that's how maybe the mutants get their powers. I'm like, well, it could. Happen because they have a lot of options for how they're getting mutants in here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like they could just say it was because of the snap. That's an easy way to do it. If that could have caused a a disruption or something, the mutant gene to to come out of certain people. That is true. Yeah, because because I think Kevin Feige has said that they haven't figured out a way per se to introduce them, but I'm sure. It's either going to be some kind of multiverse. It might even happen. Doctor Strange multiverse it's madness. The snap or Wanda. That's those are the two theories I'm down to. Yeah. Snap causing it or Wanda causing it. Yeah. Because even with Wanda, that could lead into the multiverse of madness, and that could, you know, happen. We, we might be might be having a Doctor Strange appearance in the next few episodes. Who knows? Honestly, I wouldn't put it past. It, it makes I, sense. I think, it, I think it's going to happen. Maybe that's the big drop that everyone's talking about, but I guess people, more people are expecting him to be there than not. So maybe yeah. it will be Evan Peters or I, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, but I just thought it was, this episode was great because, you know, we, we see it's, it was, it was a nice change of pace because yeah. while we enjoyed the first three, um, they were starting to get formulaic and we were just kind of guessing that this would be the eighties episode next week next week would be 90s and then 2000s but yeah they mixed it up and they they uh changed how we view everything right yeah. in the middle and yeah i i love it how we're pretty much getting their perspective on everything and it's like oh okay it's it's almost as if you know we are darcy and we are um jimmy woo kind of looking in because they are viewing these as actual episodes. Yeah, Darcy's got the, they got the chips and she's like, Ooh, I'm getting into this. Yeah. She was like, bring me like an old school TV. And they're like, what? She's like, trust me. And she's able to figure out what she's, what Wanda is kind of culminating in this, in this <coughs> bubble of hers. And it's so oh my guy. It's just, it's, it's very, very interesting. And I actually tweeted earlier today. I actually think 
Now, between Loki, WandaVision, and Winter Soldier, I think Winter Soldier is going to be... When I say the weakest, I mean it's going to be more by the numbers. It's not going to take as many risks. I feel like it's just going to be more of like the Winter Soldier 2.0. We've seen espionage. so little of it, though. That That is true. I have and, not shown much at all. Yeah. And, like, of course, you know, I, I can always be proven wrong, so there's always that. But with, with WandaVision, I, I've re- I'm really freaking digging this show. And it's like I like how each – episode is only around maybe 30 if they want to go 40 that's fine for um for more of like the latter half episodes but it, it has been a fantastic ride so far and there's just there's so many questions and, and, and that's they're telling the story and and a really they're, they're pacing it out so well because i am assuming maybe probably next week you know we will go back into the 80s but <laughs> maybe they'll do a 90s i saw a few people were uh i think manda on twitter was saying that like if they don't do a 90s episode and they miss out on the whole full house, you know, thing. They're definitely doing that. Yeah, like, because you know, Elizabeth Olsen is is there. I think she's their younger. Sister. Yeah, I, I know she's her sister. I think they have a brother uh, yeah, as well. I don't know if they're younger or older. I think she's, ah, uh, I think she's younger. But I mean, yeah. she, I mean, she definitely looks younger. Well, <laughs> Certain things can speed up the aging process yeah. if you're not too careful, but we won't talk about that right now. But was there anything else you wanted to dive into? I know I've been a bit of a chatterbox this uh, this episode. I think I think we covered most of it. Huh? I, ju- I just love how Jimmy Woo got his card trick down. <laughs> the man with the plan. <laughs> no, that's character development. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 really excited. I mean, I I don't know what next week has in store. You know, we can talk about theorizing this all day but we have a podcast to end on here soon so um that pretty much concludes our uh season four uh review of wandavision um let's let's give our scores really quick for this episode um i'll just go first i i honestly like between the four that we've gotten like it, it has literally gotten better and better with each individual episode I think this is the best one thus far because between episodes three and four, because, you know, we have that weird looming threat. You know, the first two were a little bit more giddy and whatnot, and it's introducing us into the uh, into the world. But this one, this one's great. It's, you know, we, we get, we finally see what happens to Jail Dean, and, you know, even Wanda herself is kind of shocked by, you know, she... She is, I think she has Vision's body with her. Like, she has to have. That's going to be so creepy because he looked creepy as hell when he died. His eyes were gray. And yeah. He was all gray. It, it would be way worse. It, it would be even more creepy if he was like an actual live person and she has like a corpse, like a live corpse, but you know, it's more of a synthetic robot corpse, android corpse. But yeah, it, it was so creepy to see because I, I, I think she has. I think she has his body for sure. Like I, I definitely think so. Other than that, it's like, why, why else would he appear that way? Unless she's, you know, she's kind of this in that weird in between state. But uh, anyway, I digress. I'm, I'm gonna give this. Uh, I'm gonna give this a 95 out of 100. What about you? I'm gonna go with a solid 90. It's just like the perfect refresher, like solid answer. Yeah, it really was. I'm, I'm like, I it, it kind of, it kind of reset everything. It kind of set us up for where we're going. Showed us where we were. 
Yeah. We're just ready to go. Yeah, we're ready to go, man. We're going to be, March is going to be packed with content. Before March, of course, we have February, a.k.a. Black History Month. And uh, Devin and I will be, um, our first review of February will be Malcolm and Marie. Uh, that will be coming out on Netflix, I believe, within the next week or two. So we're going to have that up for you guys, hopefully this uh, coming up uh, week, uh, either like Monday or Tuesday. Uh, still got to figure out a few things there. But, yeah, that's going to be one of our next reviews coming up. And we actually also have our Earwig and the Witch review that uh, Zach, Leo, and myself recorded uh, about a week ago. That'll be dropping on Sunday, January 31st. So this will probably be out on Saturday. Or, no, Friday. And then, yeah. But... So th- those are going to be the, uh, you know, we're we're talking about some things. Me, uh, Zach, Leo, and I have been talking about doing a lot of Studio Ghibli uh, reviews since we kind of kicked things off with Earwig and the Witch. Um, really interested to see my points on that one. And I would really love us to do a MonsterVerse, like, recap leading up to Godzilla versus Kong. Because I think that would be a lot of fun. Or maybe if people are up to it, we can do a Zack Snyder <laughs> Devin, come on. No thanks. <laughs> All right. Hours is enough. We'll we'll focus on the monster verse. At least that would be more enjoyable. Possibly, you know. Like, um, we'll see how everyone feels about uh that one. But yeah, any uh last words before we close out here, Devin? This is the way. This is the way. So that's a wrap for today, everyone. Thank you all for listening and make sure to check out the other shows on the musiccitydriving.com on the website and subscribe to our show so you never miss an episode. That was Devin. My name is Christian, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.